Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. Friday is Veterans Day all over the country. It's a day where we say thank you to the men and women of the armed forces who dedicate themselves to protecting our freedoms. When they come home, it can be a difficult transition back to civilian life. That's why there are programs like CAPE at SMU. That's the university's program for continuing education and professional development for veterans. On today's Ask the, Ask the Expert, we are joined by Robert Hurst. He's the Director of Veterans Affairs at SMU. He is in the KRLD Zoom room. Thank you so much for the time today. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all taking the time to talk to me. Do civilians really understand how difficult it can be for vets to make that transition into what we would call a normal life? You know, I think that's that's a great question. I think there are certainly the more in 2000, 2011, we really saw a lot more material come out based around the transition from military service back to the civilian world. And so around that time, we saw a hard shift, specifically in higher education, to supporting our veterans coming back just from the massive volume um, you know, you have ser- uh, service members transitioning from Operation Iraqi Freedom, so on and so forth. Just in such a large number, there was a need to understand what they were going through. There's a bit of misconception uh, also on the amount of education that our military women, men and women actually do while they are in service. There are a ton of classes available for you guys and a wide range of subjects. And you all take on a specific job or in in the civilian world, like a degree in focus, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're in the military, can you explain that to our listeners who may not be aware of that? Sure, sure. So whenever you separate from service, you separate with something called a joint service transcript or a JST. And essentially what they've done, the DOD has worked with, you know, people in academia on the civilian side to figure out the schools that that we attend as service members, how that translates back into the classroom. And so typically you have most service members transitioning out. If they've served anywhere from four to six years, they can transition out with enough academic credit hours to attain an associate's degree. And then you're able to take what they've learned in the military through SMU and through job training programs to enhance that kind of a, that kind of an education. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's correct. So when people come out of the military uh, and they get, you know, they come back home here, let's say to the Metroplex, what is, uh, who do they need to get in contact with to be able to further their education so that they can get the type of jobs that they need to sustain their way of life here? That's another really good question. Um, and I think there's so many resources that are out there for veterans. It, it's almost, you, you know, like decision paralysis. Which direction do I go? 
Um, you know, and that's why we we developed the the Catalyst program at SMU in partnership with the Catalyst program to help identify that. Um, it, it's essentially a twofold program where they can veterans can come in or spouses or even civilians and figure out what's right for me at this time. Why am I here? Why am I in this position? What skills do I have? And then is the corporate sector right for me right now? Or do I need to go back and get my bachelor's degree or a graduate degree? Um, but more importantly, to, to answer your question better, whenever they initially transition, I don't think a lot of veterans know that there are state appointed veteran representatives in almost every county across Texas. And so simply reaching out to them, you know, that 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 is an invaluable resource for us. So that way they can point them to the next person. It's almost like working your way up the ladder to get to where you need to be. For a lot of veterans coming out of the service, they are used to strict discipline and strict scheduling. Mm. What's, what's it like to come into which is kind of like a more chaotic world that they're <laughs> not necessarily used to? You know, I think... You have you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, that was personally, that was my experience getting out. I was medically retired out of out of service. And so, you know, you go from this is what you wear. This is where you need to be. And uh, to, OK, what now? You know, and a lot a lot of service members transition out with with family. And so now you go from a steady paycheck on the first and the 15th, you know, exactly when you're going to get paid, what's next for you to, what do I do now? It's, it's, a, it's a scary time to transition, certainly. And so, you know, you have people like myself at SMU, always happy to help anyone, regardless of whether or not they come to SMU. And, and I have colleagues, you know, across the DFW area at all the, the universities that feel the same. And so as long as people reach out to us, we're, we're happy to help and foster that veteran community. That's one thing that the military does bring is a lot of camaraderie. It, uh, yes. it is, it is a family within its own and there's an understanding from veteran to veteran, uh, when they meet, uh, of things that they've either, um, both gone through, or if they're from different branches, uh, mm -hmm. the respect level uh, of what they've, you know, uh, endured over, over their time in the military. How does that transition into these classrooms and and building camaraderie to get people um, to continue to commit? Because just like any student, sometimes you, you start to think, is this what I want to continue to study? Or, you know, the commitment sure. there can be a little difficult sometimes. It absolutely can. And, you know, <laughs> my, I can, I'll, I'll talk about myself because I know me the best in that regard. But, you know, hearing from others, it's very similar in that. Whenever I left service, I was 26 years old. I hadn't been in the classroom since I was 18. And so I'm coming back into the classroom attempting to get a bachelor's degree, but I'm surrounded. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but I'm surrounded by, you know, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds who just graduated college. And I have a certain level of experience to life. I had two children. I had a wife. So I had things outside of the classroom to take care of. And so finding that common ground within the classroom to foster that community that you're talking about, it can be an extreme challenge. And so that's why at SMU and other universities, we have veteran organizations. At SMU, we have our mill vets, and that's what they're there to do. 
to support each other through those tough times where you may not want to continue to go to your college algebra class, but that's in your degree plan. And so you have to complete it. Um, So just having that, that, that opportunity to, to vent and be uplifted by, by your brothers and sisters, you know, going through the same thing. That's, that's invaluable. Robert Hurst is the director of Vets Affairs at SMU and the continuing education and professional development. Robert, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for your service and thank you for this program. Yes, sir. Thank you. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.